0: I want to ask you stuff about Christmas.
1: Well, then do.
0: <laughs> Is there anything that you wanted when you were a kid growing up for Christmas that you never got?
1: Yeah. I wanted a phone in my room. For what reason? I don't know. I didn't have <laughs> friends. Who was I going to call? But I. there was always a, a JCPenney Christmas catalog that my mm-hmm. mom would give to us to let us look through and pick out things that we wanted, but would usually not get. But one of the things that was always in that book was a Mickey Mouse telephone. And I remember it distinctly. It had, like, Mickey Mouse... Like a figurine of Mickey with his arm stretched out and in his hand would be like where you place the receiver for the phone. Like it would Mm -hmm. sit in his hand. And I just wanted it real bad. I, cause I loved Mickey Mouse and I just thought that would be so cool to have in my room. But no, my parents never got it for me because... (laughs) Why would I, at seven years old, have needed my own phone line in my bedroom?
0: I always wanted a phone in my bedroom, too. I feel like it's because every TV character had a phone in their room.
1: Right. I wanted one because DJ Tanner had one. Yeah. Like, she had that phone that looked like a set of lips.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know what you're talking about. I Mm -hmm. always wanted a clear phone.
1: Oh, yeah. Those were cool.
0: I actually... I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but... So, I'm not an artist, but... I have a very intricate idea for an art installation that I would like to do. I would hmm. need like a whole house or like a series of rooms to do it in all about phones. I would want to get like, so like one of the ideas I have is to get like a bunch of old phone booths or like just the ones you see at airports sometimes still where they're just sort of like not even a booth, but just like a thing with a phone in it and (laughs) I would want to somehow like wire them up so that people could use an app to call these phones in the exhibit like anyone anywhere in the world could be calling in so they'd be ringing all the time and then mm-hmm. like while you're in the exhibit you could like pick them up and it could be anyone on the other side kind of like evoking a feeling of like prank calling uh-huh. and like another one would be like a whole room dedicated to like wires being crossed so it would be all of those like spiral foam cords like all mm. through the room and you would kind of to like get your way through them to get like out of that room like all of Mm -hmm. these different things like you see them all the time now there's like all of these like interactive like art displays but i just like have a bunch of phone related ideas that i think would be really cool to do.
1: I would like to hear more about it sometime because that <laughs> does actually sound really cool. And I feel like it would be somewhat easy to do. Like, if you just find a bunch of discarded phones, like, <laughs> there are how many old landline phones that have been thrown away over the years, you know? Yeah. You could just raid every Goodwill in the Austin area and get all of the old phones and <laughs> start small and work your way up.
0: So, for today's mini we are going to talk about our favorite Christmas episodes of any TV show. I don't know what Cody's doing, and he doesn't know what I'm doing, so I'm kind of excited.
1: I am excited, too. I had fun thinking about this.
0: Me, too.
1: I like a lot of TV Christmas episodes, but I I am just going to talk about one that I'm going to focus on. But I had a, a tough time choosing between three very different um, Me too. Christmas episodes. So I will at least mention the other two that I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to talk about what I think is my very favorite. Okay. So I will start by telling you about the two that I did not choose, but the honor will mention for sure. The first one of those two is the community... Episode mm-hmm. called Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, oh. which is a stop motion animated episode of Community in the style of Rankin Bass Productions, which we talked about in our main episode. We, uh, not we, um, I <laughs> just <laughs> loved that episode. I was using the royal we.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, I just love that episode because it's so, it really does feel to me so much in the vein of those original Christmas specials from the 60s. There's just, I mean, there are songs for one thing, like they are, it's a musical episode, but there's such a, I don't know, a a moral to it, like a meaning behind it. But it's also still very much an episode of community. Like I like Mm -hmm. that they were able to find that balance between paying so much reverence and homage to those specials that everyone loves so much but still making sure that the characters are not doing anything that they wouldn't ordinarily do and making it you know high concept and weird enough to still feel (laughs) like an episode of community
0: that is not my favorite Community Christmas episode, but I do oh, like really? that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. my f- my favorite is the, it's December 10th. <laughs> I think that's in season one, but Community mm-hmm. always nails their Christmas episodes.
1: For sure. The other one that I'm not going to talk about in depth, but which I probably, uh, which I totally could if I wanted to. It is the episode, oh, Dear, I don't remember the actual name of the episode, but it's from Hey Arnold, okay? There is an episode of Hey Arnold where a uh, Mr. Wynn, one of the residents of the boarding house, is, you know, sad around the holidays, talks to Arnold, and reveals a very important part of his life story, being that he was in Vietnam during the time of the Vietnam War and surrendered his daughter to some American soldiers to get her out of the country, to get her out of this war zone. And the one thing that he wants for Christmas would be to somehow reunite with his daughter, with whom he has been separated for, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever it was. So Arnold and Gerald go on this quest to track down Mr. Wen's daughter Mai and find her like they find out that she is living in the city where they live and they find her and reunite her with Mr. Nguyen and it's just this you know happy heartwarming Mm -hmm. story but it's also like it's so typical of Hey Arnold to like take that bigger approach to what children's programming can be like and use a Christmas episode to educate me about the Vietnam War you know (laughs) like I (laughs) love that like because I As a kid, I had no idea about family separation during the war. You know, I didn't know. Even through that minimal exposure, you start to think about how much bigger the world is than your tiny little world. Yeah. Oh, it's just called Arnold's Christmas. So absolutely recommend you go find that episode. But now for the show that I'm actually going to talk about today. (laughs) So one of my favorite TV shows of all time is... Hold on. My thing is so loose.
0: (laughs) Cody is falling apart right now.
1: (laughs) I'm spiraling. Not really. Okay. I'm. (laughs) So, the Golden Girls has a legendary Christmas episode. Season 2, episode 11, is called Twas the Night Before Christmas. And Mm -hmm. uh, it starts with, like, the most a hilarious sequence of Golden Girls that I think maybe exists. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show, for sure. Blanche is coming back into the house from uh, being out at the mall. She comes in and yells for rose dorothy sophia and they're all still out shopping so she comes in and yells oh the coast is clear ed come on in and this mall santa runs in after her and she's like my roommates are still out shopping so we have a place to ourselves now it's time to find out who's naughty or nice and i could probably quote this whole episode from memory so i'm gonna try really hard to not just like be spouting off lines the whole time but maybe that's what I will do. Uh, Then, a minute later, Rose and Dorothy come in, and Dorothy starts bemoaning the over-commercialization of the holidays that she has seen on display at the mall, and, you know, Rose is, of course, a lot more cheery about the holidays and trying to encourage Dorothy to find the joy in the holiday season and all of that. While they're having that conversation, Blanche bursts forth from her bedroom in the Santa... Hat and wig and beard that Ed was wearing when he came in, and she's yelling, Catch me, catch me, catch me. And then Ed comes out after her, and Dorothy says, Let me take a wild guess. You didn't expect us home this early. And Blanche is like, Dorothy, Rose, I'd like you to meet. And Rose interrupts and says, We know who he is, Blanche. Santa, how could you? And <laughs> I just, I love it so much. Like, it's just so funny. And like, at the end of that exchange, Rose is like, what would Mrs. Claus say? And or Dorothy is like, well, not to mention Mrs. Kleckner, because Ed's last name is Kleckner. That <laughs> comes up later. Anyway, it's like, uh, it for me is as much of a tradition to watch this episode of Golden Girls as it is to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, I watch it every single year. But anyway, after that uh, initial introduction to the episode, Dorothy continues to talk about how much she hates that Christmas is so commercial and all of that. So the ladies decide to have a St. Olaf-style Christmas, per Rose's description, and they exchange handmade gifts. So while they start to open their gifts, Blanche distributes hers, and she has made everyone a calendar called the Men of Blanche's Boudoir, and <laughs> like it's a, a collection of pictures of men who have brought some special joy into Blanche's life. And oh at God. one point, Dorothy flips a page and goes, whoa! Whoa! and Blanche says September and Dorothy goes yep (laughs) and Sophia says I'm surprised you were able to walk in October (laughs) I just love it but then actually we get into the real meat of the episode which takes a weird turn from the beginning which is why I like it so much so Rose has to work at the counseling center where she works on Christmas Eve
0: oh my god I remember now
1: yeah they have to stop and pick her up on their way to the airport so they can go home and spend holidays with their families so she's you know they're talking with some of the clients at the center and a guy in a Santa suit comes in right after Lance and Dorothy get there to pick her up and he whips out a gun and he threatens everyone there into having the old-fashioned Christmas celebration with him that he never had and it's like a couple of minutes of this guy you know just talking about how he is so sad around the holidays and he's gonna make people have fun with him and it's just super weird and stupid and makes no sense at all and that's why I like it (laughs) I don't know what to me like appeals so much about the fact this you know that this one of the stupidest episodes golden girls ever did like normally their writing is so good and even the couple of scenes before this were some of the funniest stuff that the show ever did and then out of nowhere is just oh This Santa's whipping out a gun at the counseling center. (laughs) But then, after that, Sophia, who had waited in the car while Blanche and Dorothy came in, she comes into the counseling center to see what's taking so long, and sees Santa holding the gun and just grabs it out of his hand, and knows as an Italian that it's a fake (laughs) gun. So, like, she's, you know just saves the day and it ends up being totally nothing. So anyway, the ladies are late to the airport, they make it just in time for their flights, and then a snowstorm hits Miami and their flights are canceled. And they are stranded in Miami for the night and can't go home to be with their, ho- their families for the holidays. So they end up driving to this diner where they sit and commiserate about, you know, being sad that they aren't with family. And then the diner owner is shocked to find out that they aren't actually all family because of the way that they laugh and talk and carry on and enjoy each other's company. And then the ladies realize, you know what? We really are spending Christmas with family after all. Even if it's not how they envisioned it. Not with their blood families. They are a family, the four of them. And Sophia then looks out the window and sees that it's snowing. Yes, in Miami, and they all join her to look out the window and see the beautiful snowfall.
0: I also love that episode, one of my favorite Golden Girls episodes. I forgot that that was all one episode, though. <laughs> I
1: know, it feels like it should be four different episodes, but <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that's part of the reason I love it, is like you get the full spectrum of what Golden Girls is capable of there. Sorry, I talked for way too long about that episode. I didn't oh mean to gosh. explain the entire plot, but I just couldn't stop myself
0: no it is okay because i am worried that i am going to talk too long (laughs) about mine so this might just end up being a long episode which is fine it's christmas
1: right We're giving the people more. We're spreading the joy of Christmas. Yes,
0: the holiday giving spirit. So I couldn't have picked probably a more different episode than yours. But I also went through a lot of choices. I thought about doing the Rugrats Hanukkah episode. Mm. I thought about doing my favorite community Christmas episode. And I thought about doing a Mad Men Christmas episode. But ultimately, I picked an episode of the TV series Industry.
1: Oh, Interesting. Okay.
0: I know. So why did I pick this episode? So I think that this episode of industry captures a side of Christmas that isn't often replicated or like shown on TV. It really captures that feeling of being stuck at work during the holiday season. Hmm. And so there's plenty of holiday fun happening. Like, basically the episode is kind of split into two parts. There's someone working alone at their desk, and there's a holiday party happening upstairs. So you still get that Christmas atmosphere, and you're just gonna have to trust me on this. Like, it does feel like a Christmas episode, but it is very different from like any other Christmas episode I've ever seen, but I love it. And it just, in as someone who has worked probably like seven out of the last eight Christmas seasons, it like hits a special place in my heart because it it captures all of the conflicting feelings you have when you are stuck at work and everybody else is having fun celebrating. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who hasn't seen or heard of Industry, because I feel like it's a pretty little known show, Mm -hmm. it premiered in November of 2020. And the basic premise is that it follows this group of interns who are working for a London-based investment bank. And the first week that they're all working there, one of the interns under the pressure of the job and staying up and not sleeping takes a bunch of like, study drugs like Adderall and has a cardiac arrest. He had, like, an underlying heart condition and he dies. So that's kind of, like, the ghost that looms over the entire first season of the show. And one thing that I think the show does really well that I think is interesting is that it doesn't dumb anything down. Like, the show could easily swing to like a soapy place, I think, but it like keeps the finance talk really high level to the point that I've watched it now because I watched this Christmas episode and then I just ended up rewatching the entire season because it's only only has one season at this point. But it took me a couple times of watching these episodes to like 100% know what was going on. I actually the first time I watched it started taking an online finance class because I was like, I don't (laughs) know what they're talking about. And I want to understand. And they also don't dumb down like the interpersonal connections. Like there's not a lot of explanation of like, oh, I feel this way and I'm going to do that. Like it's all just very happening quickly, quickly paced and like not being dumbed down for the viewer, which I think is what kind of prevents it from being this like bigger soapy kind of drama. I did want to mention too that HBO released the first five episodes of the series week to week and then released the final three episodes all at Hmm. once. And that first episode of those three is this Christmas special or this Christmas episode. Anyway, to get into what actually happens in this episode, I have to tell you about the four characters of the series. So the main character is Harper. She is an American. She's Black, and she lied about why, like what school she went to to get the job here. I guess that's all you really need to know about her. There's also Robert, who is sort of a lower class background. He graduated from Oxford. There's Yasmin. She is a wealthy British woman with a Lebanese background, and then there's Gus, who is a highly educated gay Black man who was roommates with the intern that died. So this episode starts out with the flashback to the week before, where Harper was cornered alone in a room with her boss, Eric, one of the only other Americans that works at this bank one of the only other minorities there. They've had this, like, special mentor kind of relationship, but he locks her in a room and basically threatens her and just, like, intimidates the crap out of her. And so she feels really uncomfortable. And so one of her other managers suggests that she work at her desk during the holiday Christmas party rather than attending as a plus one for Eric. So already you have this like setup of like she's gonna be alone in this office that is being decorated beautifully for Christmas doing work all night while literally she can look through the windows up at everyone else like celebrating. She ends up like sitting there doing her thing and it's kind of like beautiful in a way that she's just in the space that is Like, the show is so chaotic. It's like these people screaming into phones the whole time, but it's dead silent. And there's actually, like, this little dancing Christmas tree thing that keeps turning on based on, like, her movement that she ends up, like, throwing across the room and breaking. For me, I can relate to it a lot because, like, there's just something kind of magical being in a space that is usually so chaotic and then having it be really calm and... Ultimately, like at the end of the episode, she ends up talking to her middle manager about being intimidated by her boss, and he ends up getting fired to the following Monday. That's like Harper's story, and like she at one point wanders up to the party and then just sees that everyone is like drunk and like being messy, and she goes back down to her desk. And then there's the party portion, which at this point I'm gonna say if my mom is listening, just please stop listening because I'm gonna say some. S- Stuff that is maybe a little R rated for this podcast. <laughs> so, the holiday party portion of the episode is super fun to watch because it's just all of these people being thrown in a room together. And it's kind of like, what's going to happen with these people who don't always interact? There's drugs, there's alcohol. Like, people are just letting loose. And this is the other aspect of it that, like, really makes me think of just like anytime I've done anything like work really like with coworkers for the holidays, it's always like this really blurry, weird line of like, these people are kind of like my family because I spend some 40 hours a week with them. But then they're also like they could get me fired, essentially. So it becomes this weird mix. And then especially when you meet coworkers' families at like some sort of holiday event like this, you get to see who they are to their family versus who they are to you. For example, like, one of the managers calls his wife the C word in front of someone, and it's kind of like, oh, you thought that he was just kind of this intense, but like, ultimately like normal kind of guy and then you see that and you're like what is going on here like this doesn't add up and then there's yasmin and robert and this is the part which mom if you're still listening please stop listening (laughs) so yasmin and robert have this very intense relationship throughout the series where they never really until the end of the season do anything where they're actually touching each other, but they're just constantly pushing each other's buttons sexually. And in this episode, I have to mention it because it is the weirdest sex scene I think I've ever... It's not even sex, but this weirdest sexual scene that I've ever seen on TV happens in this episode. And... I don't want to go into the graphic details, but I think, like, it's almost worth watching the episode just to see it because it's just so weird. And the two of them together, their relationship, like, the actors are so perfect in their chemistry with each other, it is... I can't even imagine acting in these roles because it just gets so intense at points. But anyway, the final thing I kind of wanted to mention about the episode itself, it really doesn't sound that Christmassy, but like I said, you just have to believe me. Like, it does feel like a Christmas episode when you're watching it. It's just Christmas for people who don't have time for Christmas, and I appreciate seeing that. And I think one thing that I love that the episode does is it uses Christmas music in a really nice way. I think a lot of, like, live action holiday specials do this, where it kind of blends the music in and out. Like, you think it's... It's, like, diegetic versus non-diegetic sound. So, like, it comes in and you think it's, like, just playing in the soundtrack, but then you realize it's, like, actually playing at the party. And it has one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's Baby Please Come Home, Mm, I think is the name of the song. one of
1: my favorites, too.
0: And it... Oh, it's so good. And it hits at just like this peak moment in the episode and the sound is just blended in so perfectly. I love it. It like gives me chills every time I see it. Anyway, we've talked for quite some time.
1: This has been a long mini-sode, but I think that's okay. I hope you all have enjoyed listening to it. I do too.
0: I think you have got two sides of a Christmas coin on this one. (laughs) We
1: sure did. If you have any of your own favorite Christmas television episodes that you'd like to recommend to the world, you can find us on Instagram at televisionarypodcast, and you can share a comment on one of our posts to let the world know about it.
0: Yes. Uh, We would love nothing more than more interactions with you.
1: Yes. Please interact with us. All we want for Christmas is for our listeners to engage with us.
0: (laughs) That's actually probably true. (laughs) I've been Elena Hillard.
1: I have been and will continue to be Cody Hoffman. Take care. Have a happy holiday. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to
0: televisionary if you like what you heard share this episode with a friend you can follow us on instagram at televisionary podcast and don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen bye